It's your time to be a champion. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Change the Family, Change the World. I am excited to be your host, Quinea, author Q, because I am that beautiful queen you know, through trail. Um, I am excited to share with you guys yet again for another dose of how you can really change your family and how we together will change this world. Um, my guest today um, is a phenomenal woman who has done some extraordinary things. Um, but before I get into much about her, let's start with you first, right? Like we always do. I need your pencil. I need your pen. I need your iPad, your tablet, whatever you got, right? A piece of toilet paper. Well, we ain't using those, you know, too tough lately. We need those. So grab something, a paper towel, something. I don't know. But you need something so that you can take notes. Why? Because it is so urgent that you take what you hear, write it down, so then you can be doers of what you hear, right? You don't want to always just listen to great things. We want to actually take action because when we do take action, that's when we actually make change. And it has been proven. You know, I always say it has been proven that if you don't write it down, you won't take action. It is just period, point blank. That's just the bottom line. So I want you to make sure that you take some notes um, because there will be some nuggets shared, some things that will be for everyone. There will, the whole segment may not be for you, but I know that there'll be some nuggets in this that will be for you. And so I want to make sure that um, you get what's yours, period. Get what's yours, because it is all about um, enhancing your life, empowering you in any way that we can, inspiring you, um, but also providing those tools so that you can transform your life and heal in whatever area that you still need healing in. We all are on that journey. Um, if you haven't taken that ride yet, get ready to buckle up because we hope that there will be a seed or word shared today that will help you so that you can start that healing process and that journey to truly change your life because it always starts from within. So today's guest, I have my friend. Oh my God, we haven't seen each other in probably some years. Right. Um, we started out, uh, we had the same business coach some years back um, and we've just been following each other's journey all the while. And so I'm excited to bring on Jovita, who is, I say, the single mother guru or expert. <laughs> Jovita, how are you today? I'm doing all right in yourself. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm excited to have you on because I know that um, we got some single mothers out there that need some help, girl. Right. I know. They need some help. They need some help. So let's just start with the basics, right? Why, why talk about this? Why allow this to be what you do, what's your story behind helping specifically single moms? So I think um, single moms are often like underserved, really. So it's like me being a single mom myself um, of a young male, right? So it's like you just don't get the support that you need or people think that you don't need help. And part of it is mainly because of us, because we want to like, not ask for help, feel as though we can do it on our own. And I've learned throughout my single mom journey that you have to ask for help. You can't do it by yourself. It definitely takes 
a village. So my passion behind helping single moms is to let them know that it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't make you weak or anything like that. It's okay because we need the help. We definitely need the help. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because um, I was taught, right? I was literally taught just how you teach a child to, you know, tie their shoes or ride a bike. I was taught not to ask for help. I'll never forget the conversation with my dad where he said, you know, when you ask for help, that makes you look very weak um, and people can take advantage of you. And so for me, that was instilled forever. And I don't have the experience of being a single mom, but I know for me, that was something that was like, I always heard it and I could see him doing it. Um, even though sometimes it didn't necessarily work, I just know that's what I was supposed to do, right? And I knew the overwhelm that came with it. I knew the frustration that came with it. Um, and I have people around me, you know, that said, girl, hello, I'm here. Even when I hired my sister, she was like, okay, all right, what am I here for? Like, hello, put it down. I will do that. You focus on you know this because although I'm in the process of still overcoming that, I know that that was something planted in me years ago. So for you know the single women that are out there who are listening, that do have a problem with this, break it down for them practically how they can just ask for it. Like, does it make them weak to ask for it, or is that something that is just in us? So for the most part, it is in us. Like I've been brought up the same way, you know, don't ask for any help. Don't depend on anybody for anything. If you want to get it done, get it done yourself. But what I have learned was that I had to ask for help. And I like to go back to this story because I commute. I commute to work about an hour and a half one way. So there was a time when I had to get to my son, say about, I think it was about six o'clock. I needed to get to him. I left work in time to get to him, but just that particular day, 95 was shut down. I could not get around and I was in between exits. So therefore I couldn't move. Wow. And I started panicking because I didn't have a support system in place. You know, I knew people, but I never established that support system because I'm like, I'm always depending on me. I have to do it. Yeah. So to get around that, that made me learn to, build up my support system. I have friends in the area. Let's talk to each other. Let's see what our schedules are like. I may need you one day to go get my kid for me because I can't make it down the road. I may have to work late. You know, all those little things that come into play when it's just you raising your kid, you have to be open to meeting people, getting to know them, so yeah. that you can trust them with your child, first of all. Because yeah. yeah. we don't want just anybody yeah. with our kids. Hello. So, so get to know them. Exactly. Get to know them. Bring their kids over. You know, just nice. kind of commingle and build your small support system. Because when I moved up here, I had nobody. It was wow. just me and my son. So I had to build a whole small family. Yeah. And now it helps. It really do help, even though he's grown now, but still, it really do help. Because if I need somebody to even go down to where he is to scoop him up or something, I have that village. I have that support system in place. But I was afraid. I was afraid to ask for help because of what I was taught. Don't depend on anybody. Yeah. But what I did learn was it was okay to ask for help because I needed the help. I yeah. really needed it. And it didn't make me weak. 
I felt as though it made me a little bit stronger and smarter because I'm looking out for both me and my kids. So that's how you kind of take the necessary steps, but you have to start by getting to know, even if it's just one person, just get to know, build that relationship because you both can depend on each other. What one of my other friends did, we both were single moms. I commuted and she didn't. And we established a real good relationship so if she needed to needed me to help, I helped. If I needed her, she helped. You know, it was just like really good. And then we just added to that. But yeah. you have to be willing yeah. to ask for help. Yeah. And ask if help is as simple as that? Do you just say, hey, I got no, a I don't think it's that simple. Okay. 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 I think you just really have to get to know people and start a conversation about scenario things and like, you know, this, I had a hard time with this the other day and I sure wish I could have had help. Just kind of feed it in to see if they're even receptive to helping you. Because you can be talking to somebody who just don't want to help you. Right. And I've experienced that before where I helped. I was available. Oh, and then someone said, oh, I need help with this. Oh, I got you. I can do this. Uh The minute I needed help, I had crickets. Like nobody answered. And I was like, well, I didn't think this was how this was supposed to work. Yeah, I thought so, you were coming to my, I thought you were coming to help. Yeah. Right, exactly. So you have to be careful and just kind of gauge it and see who will is willing to help. Even if you just give them a little thing to right. help with. If they help with that little thing, you know they'll help with the bigger things. Absolutely. I I, I certainly believe that, you know, um, one of the issues that I'm pretty sure people face is if you help me and then you throw it back in my face or I hear about it, then I just shut down. I ask it for no more help. <laughs> How do you get over that? Because not everybody's going to be like that. But, uh, you know, there are some that are. Mm-hmm. How do you get past, you know, being burned already after you have asked for help? That's a tough one because that took me a minute. Because yeah. that day that I got burnt and I hadn't really needed that help, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not asking anybody else for help anymore. I'm going to do this all on my own. But I did realize that there are some people who are still willing to help. So yeah. I just had to keep building, building these relationships to see, like, have a list of people. I can yeah. start with you one all the way. I had about 10 people that I could actually call. So if you don't answer, I'm going down because somebody on that list is going to answer. Yeah. And if they don't answer, I might be closer to home. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but you have to have like a, a, a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I say at least 10 good people that you can okay. call on. Even okay. get your neighbor's number. You may not be that close with them, but you best believe they're watching your house. And they're making sure things are okay. Absolutely. And if you need them, I guarantee you, they will look out for your kid because my neighbors would do that. They did that one time. Girl, I got all these examples. <laughs> they did that one time for me when I was rushing to get home. The school let them out earlier than I expected. Oh, I hate that. And so I knew he didn't have a key to get into the house. Uh-huh. And my neighbor just took him in. And when I got home, she said, I got him over here. He's eating, you know, but I sent him home when he's done. And I was so grateful for that because yeah. I was like panicking, like my child's outside. I'm not there. I'm about to go to jail. <laughs> All of that. But So you just have to really cautiously build your village, but you're going to get burnt. You will. 
and you just have to be like everybody isn't like that yeah and it's okay yeah and it's okay yeah talk to me about um i know that your mission is to help single moms overcome the challenges that come with being a single mom so that they can reduce stress find the cash they need and find time for themselves and live a life of abundance talk to me about those stressors right I know that number one, not, you know, having a dependable support system, but what Mm -hmm. other stress, stress factors have you seen, um, being a single mom and working with some that maybe, you know, people don't like to necessarily say are stress factors, Mm -hmm. but we know that they are. Well, one of the main ones are finances and trying to like wanting to do things for their kid and being a single income household. And Oh, by the way, don't let them talk about child support, right? So Yeah, I had that next, girl. I was like, girl. <laughs> okay, I, I already know I'm gonna have the time you won't answer that. Right. <laughs> but it's more of so I've heard about the finances part. Okay. And okay. that's a big stressor because when you just aren't able, you're barely able to keep food, you know, on your table. You'll make sure your kids eat, but you won't you won't eat. Right. And you have to find a way to manage the funds that you get. And I think our mentality is that we don't know how to do that. We were never taught how to do that. So what I normally do is I work with them to get a budget in place, mm-hmm. you know, and just say, hey, just track your spending so you can see what's coming in, see what's going out. Therefore, if you see it, then you can make adjustments. Yeah. You know, you got to have the basic for you got to have food, you got to have shelter, you yeah. have transportation, you know, you just got to have that. So once you get that squared away, because all the other stuff is just like leisure, you know, but you have to be focused on that, because especially during this time now where we have the stay at home order and some people may not even be working. So you really have to manage your money a little bit better. And it's just budgeting and budgeting is just nothing but a plan. I was afraid of budgets before. Yeah, I was truly afraid of budgets. That's like a curse word, child. Right. (laughs) But I learned that in doing that, I am telling my money kind of where I want it to go. And I have saved a lot by doing that. And I'm just more cautious about when I go out to spend. Like, nah, that's not in the budget. Not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we have to just learn. So that's one of the main stressors. But to get over that is to truly start managing your finances better because then you'll see how you can save to do splurge on the kids or have that extracurricular activity and try not to count that child support income you know let that be extra money that comes into the household yeah so just try to live without that live by doing it yourself and see how it works i love it let's let's go ahead and just talk about the elephant in the room huh the child So I know, you know, many single moms who, um, that's, that's a thorn in their side per se, right? That is like something that they're, they can be having a great day, everything going good. You bring that up, it shifts the face and the atmosphere for a minute, right? Because, um, not everybody, you know, does the right thing. Let's just say that, right? Not Mm -hmm. everybody does the right thing. Not everybody, you know, makes wise choices when it comes to you know the child support and uh making sure that they supply you know what what's needed on the other end in the other household how how can you really get through that and not be bitter or angry or 
you know, how can you truly heal from that in a sense where it's not something that every single time it's brought up or, you know, at the mention of child support, <laughs> you just ready to haul off and go off because the situation is crazy. How, how do you move past that? I think um, for me, I moved past because I, um, when I first had my son, I did put, fill out the papers for child support. And in the state I was in at the time, they told me because I was getting state assistance that I wouldn't really see all of that money. So I opted out of it, but I did suggest that, hey, you can still help me financially, but it wasn't anything legal. So, but it was frustrating and you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be bitter. You're going to be all of that at the, you just mentioned it and I had flashbacks. So... (laughs) So you're going to be That's upset real. about it because yeah. I mean it is real because when I think about it, it's like I just asked for something simple. Yeah. But to heal from it, you have to look at your reality and know that hey, I mean yes, he helped me create this kid, but I have to do this. I have to make sure this kid is all right. Mm-hmm. I can do my part by reaching out yeah. to him and saying hey, we need this, we need that, whatever the case may be. But I can't control what he does. Yeah. So in the meantime, I have to continue to keep pushing forward. Now you're going to be upset. You can't yeah. ignore any of those feelings, Absolutely. but to get past it and heal it, just know that you have to be the one to provide financially for your kid. Yeah. If you do get child support, great. If you get anything extra, great. That's just icing on top of the cake. But yeah. in the, to heal through that, just know that it's outside of your control because mm-hmm. you can't control it. Even if you go and get a court order for it, you still can make them pay. You cannot. I got clients and friends who have been trying and they still can't make them pay. And then think about the amount of child support you're really going to get. When you think about it, I had this one friend, she said she was getting $20 a month. That's not enough to, you know, take care of a kid. Yeah. But that was what the state mandated for him to pay. So you got to think about that. You may not even get enough to even take care. So to get past it, just know that do what you can within your control and know that you've done what you could do. Yeah. I think that's big because a lot of times that's where, that's where a lot of our stress comes from anyway. Right. I would Mm -hmm. say 80% of it comes from the fact that we're trying to control the situation that's out of our control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when you go grab that old, good, faithful serenity prayer, child. Right. And <laughs> recite that thing, print it, put it as your screensaver. Everywhere. Put it in the car. Uh, just everywhere. Yeah. And like she said, it's not something that's going to be easy, but it is something that's doable. Yes. And you can do it. You know, you just have to practice it daily, literally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, create in your mind, just shift the perspective of, you know what, whether I get it or I don't, we still good. Right. Yeah. My kids still going to be taken care of. My, they still going to eat. They're going to have a roof over their head. Absolutely. You know, just know that at the end of the day, you're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm big on childhood trauma, right? I love, mm-hmm. love, love identifying that and dealing with that. I, I deal with that a lot with my clients um, because I think that it's so urgent. For you to understand how significant your childhood trauma is in order for you to be a healthy you know big grown person right out here right. it changes and do things in the world but you still got all this unresolved trauma one of them 
that I've been seeing um, and that we all know is prevalent is when you're in a household, right, with a single mom, and let's just say for whatever reason, you know, dad and her just don't get along and they have a horrible relationship. In some kind of way, not on purpose, but it still happens that she takes it out on the child at times. Mm. Um, because, you know, I've heard because I look like them, she used to say this to me or, you know, because I sounded like them or would say things like, you know, you ain't never going to be nothing just like him. Um, but this is your mother, you know, the person that loves you, that nurtures you, that cared for you, that the one that kept you and made sure you had a place to be. Um, I believe that some of that comes from maybe many of those stressors that we talked about and, you know, of course, some, some other ones, but how do we, how, how would you recommend, because you're the expert in the single motherhood, right? How do you recommend a mother that might be doing that? And again, unconsciously, right? She, she doesn't even realize that she's doing that. Um, which is creating those childhood scars for her child that when they grow up this whole life that she felt like she thought she broke her neck for them to have later she finds out there's a story right Mm -hmm. how do you how do you help a mom who doesn't see some of that stuff that they're doing that could be negatively impacting their child so I think the first thing would be it has to be brought to their attention Right, because if they you, you don't know what you don't know, so you could be doing it and not even realizing that you're doing it. Yeah, I had to catch myself a number of times where, like, I would have friends over and we would just sit and chat. Mm-hmm. Now, not in a closed area, but in the open. Yeah, we'll have those type of conversations, and then we would catch ourselves when we hear the kids downstairs, like, "Oh, we got it," you know. Just yeah, yeah, hold, hold. Oh. Y'all go back upstairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, but they have to be aware that that's what they're doing. And once they are made aware of that, of that behavior, then they can correct it. And the way that they can correct it is they have to be mindful of just where they are when they're talking about the father or even the mother, you know, whichever case it may be, but they have to be mindful of that, just aware of their awareness of just what's around them and just know, because kids are nosy. They are nosy. If they know how to be quiet and sit right there, you know, they it's now interesting. They want to know what the business is, honey. They exactly. <laughs> exactly. So and you, gotta, like, you don't even know they're listening to. Right. Mm-hmm. There, are, there have been many times. So, you know, what I would normally do is just kind of, if I do have people over, then the kids will be in a room somewhere yeah. and we'll have some music on where we're not as loud, but loud enough that we can hear each other. Yeah. talk about it and they can't hear a lot and then we try not to have those discussions so I would try to not have any type of discussion about the father at all when I know the kid is in the house yeah and when he's going outside playing or something like that then I'll go off on whoever but <laughs> just because the only way you can do it is just not have those conversations when they are right there or if someone tries to engage you in that conversation that's good you gotta just play it off in a way that they understand that your kid is right there and you're not talking about this right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. or see something positive about it yeah and that ends the conversation quick fast in a hurry trust yeah. me, that 
works. <laughs> yeah. Be positive about it. It ends the conversation right there. Mm -hmm. And just try to also build the, um, build the kid up to be in a relationship with their father. That's good. You know, build that up. Do, do your part. Like I said, just do That's your part. It. You pick up the phone and you call, even if the father ain't calling, you pick up the phone, you call and say, Hey, here's your dad. What, you know, so that way they can establish that. And yeah. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you've done your part and that's all yeah. you can do. But yeah. you got to be aware that's what we're doing. We have yeah. to think, you know, before we just say it, we have to do a little bit more. Just like, uh, who's around? Let me yes. see before I say this or yes. be careful how you say it. How so you does it. it sound negative, but the other person get what you're saying? Yeah. Because as grown people, they understand it. But as a child, I think it was are them right and they will overhear you and not even say anything to you but go back upstairs and their whole spirit and demeanor will change mm. and you won't even know right you won't even know so yeah i think that's really good if i was a friend right close enough to someone how would i approach them and tell them that i'm noticing that you know some of the stuff you're saying is a little negative and you know you do it right in front of your child maybe you should how do i redirect a grown person right because we grown how do i redirect a, a grown person and, and not harm the friendship so you have to know your friend so mm -hmm. you have to know your friend which means you have to know what to say how to say it to your friend that they will understand yeah like i could caveat mine i'm giving that disclaimer saying hey look sis this is what i'm noticing you know, take it however you want to take it. I'm not trying to be mean, but I've noticed this. And I think you might want to just be more cautious of when you speak about the father in front of your son or your daughter. Yeah. You know, and because it won't really, because she's going to appreciate it in the end. But if you yeah. come at her like, you need to stop doing, you know, like that. And she, that heard, child. she heard none of that. <laughs> she heard none of that. Because if someone came at me like that, I didn't hear anything. I just saw you moving and I'm just like, who the heck are you to tell me what to do? Yep. So you have to, your tone, your tone and body language are important because you have to come like, you're really, because you care. Yeah. You care, but you have to be sensitive to the situation because especially if you're not a single mom, then they're quick going to be like, you don't even know what I'm going through. Girl, I'm talking to your husband. Right. <laughs> So you got to be careful. It's funny because me and my friends, we have this discussion like that because we have a mixture of people in our group. Okay. And sometimes I just sit back and listen to how some of my married friends and how they talk and I, they look at me and they say, are you offended? I say, I am slightly offended, you know, by what you just said just now, because to me, you're saying you're like, in a, you're a single mom. No, you're not. Let's not use that. Don't, don't even yeah. say you're acting. You feel like you are because you're not. I'm Until so you are, that's yeah. what you are. But you can simply, you know, empathize with them. Yeah. You really can, but don't, 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 that irks me. I just get quiet. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be quiet. Because I know they don't mean nothing. They don't mean no harm. Yeah. But I have to but take a look at myself. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> but you know, it's funny that you say that because we hear that often. Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and address that. I hear that a lot. You know, when you are married and you, you're doing 90% of the things for the child, right? Mm -hmm. 
you will hear people say, I just feel like a single parent. I know I'm guilty that I've said that before, right? I feel like a single parent. I feel like I do everything. You know, when my children were younger, I, I know for a fact I have said that. But the truth of the matter that you're pointing out to us, hello, married people, listen up, is you're clearly saying it's not the same. No, it's not. It, it is totally not the same. It is not. Because when you think, when I think of being a single mom, I think of the whole picture. That's it. Right? That's the whole thing. One person is in the house raising the kid. One person is providing financially. Yes. Just one person is doing everything. And when you hear like a married woman, because this woman, she swore on one of my posts, she said something to me about it. And I was like, oh, I need to pull her to the side. Oh, father. <laughs> but, you know, but when you married with a kid and that's understandable but you can't i don't think you should say that you're you feel like a single mom because you still got that dual income coming in you still have that partner still helping you when you can like yeah. you still can say hey you take the kids i'm going for a walk or whatever but yeah. as a single mom you, we don't have that privilege yeah so we have to be mindful when we're talking use our words you know, uh -huh. words. that part yes Use your tackle. <laughs> My gosh. Yes. Yeah, that's good. When, when we look at right now, we are in this, you know, national pandemic, right? We are in a time right now, an unprecedented time, right? A time that none of us ever saw. Like, this nope. was just like a right look out of nowhere. We all like, wait a minute, what? Wait, exactly. can't go nowhere. Hold on, child. Hold on. Can't do nothing. Hold on. Wait a minute. Um, this, this, this is so to me. I, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I said, you know, I really feel like, in a sense, like we're in a real live movie right now. Hold on. I think we all auditioning for parts. Um, when we think about being in this whole COVID nineteen time, and you are a single mother. And let's say you do get the luxury to work from home or not, right? How do you handle, now going back to the stress, how do you handle that right now that your kids are home? Because I don't know a state out there where kids are still going to school right now. So right now, all of our children are home from school. This week for us is spring break. And so, um, you know, I get a little break there, but it's still like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. And so I know that that could potentially add even more stress to single mothers right now who've already had, you know, I'm already right here with the stress and now mm -hmm. you are already going up some notches on me. You know, I was at a six and now I'm at a 9.2 because of this whole COVID. What advice would you offer them to try to help them? you know, relieve some of that stress? I would say manage your time. Wow. That's the big thing, manage your time. Because right now you're, you're, you having to be a mother, you have to be a teacher, you still have to work, you yeah. know, you still have to do everything that you're doing, but you have to just manage that time because you're right, we're not used to this. And it's everything coming all at once. So just manage your time. Like if it's school time, let it be look you you're in school right now you're doing the school work whereas mommy's at work so you do your school work mommy's doing work and we're going to break at say 10 o'clock and have our 15 minute break yeah and that and then we're going to have lunch at this time try to keep get some type of routine but manage your time really well so that 
the kids can go out for recess like they, you know, like they do in school. Yeah. You know, you have to manage the time and that you can go and take a walk whenever like you would do if you were at work. Yeah. But just I say the biggest thing is just to manage the time. Make a schedule. Like even if you if you have the the privilege to work from home, that means you can probably do your time anytime throughout the day. Right. So make the first half of the day school time. We're just going to do school, straight school. Break for lunch. Y'all out of school now. Mommy's going to work. Yep. And while mommy's at work, this is what you do. Don't come because I need, I'll let you know when I have a break. Yep. So you have to just manage it. it, it it's manageable. It's yeah. stressful, but yeah. it's manageable. Because yeah. now you're around your kids 24 7. Hello. You'll get no little seven hours. <laughs> Back when you used to leave that chill at daycare, you right. were home just breathing for a minute. Now you ain't got no choice, child. Exactly. But get and send them kids outside. If it ain't raining, send them outside. Let them play for a little bit. But just yeah. tell them to be mindful, be careful where they are and stuff. But just manage the time. If you manage it well, you will be able to get through this. I love it. Yeah. Time management is so big. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that just jumped out at me when you were talking about just time is sometimes I know you can have that whole mommy guilt because you don't feel like you're given enough time. Mm -hmm. um, how do you free your clients of the mommy guilt? Scheduling. Mm -hmm. So like you gotta, you gotta pour into your kids, right? Yeah. But you also gotta take some time to retreat, rejuvenate, so yeah. you can't have the energy to pour into them. So you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that time. So I usually say schedule a mommy break time where um, my days, Fridays when I get off of work, I don't do anything. I don't want nothing to do with no kids. I don't want nothing to do with nobody else. That's just my time. And that gives me enough time to like break the week up. Like, okay, I just went to week, work all week. Let me just chill because we're going to have activities on Saturday. Well, now we don't, but. Right, right, right. So you just have to find time for you so that you can continue to point to your kids. Because when you do that, then you won't feel the mama guilt. Because trust and believe, those kids really, they if they feel like they're lacking, they'll let you know that they're lacking. Because yeah. they'll be up all over you all the time. Yeah. But if they think they're getting too much, they'll stay back. They'll stay in their room. And you'll be like, why are you in your room? Why are you not out here? Yeah. So just, but if they come to you, be there, be open, stop what you're doing, give them the attention. And if you know it's going to take a little bit longer, listen and then say, okay, now mommy has to go back and do this. Yeah, that's good. And we can address it, go think about it, you know, and then we can talk, come back together and talk about it again. But if they ever come to you, stop what you're doing because kids don't normally come to talk to you. So any opportunity that they do, don't be like, don't talk to me right now. Mm -mm, stop. Yes. stop what you're doing. And I mean, the guilt is going to happen regardless, yeah. but you can get over the guilt just if you manage it. Just yeah. have to manage it. I love what you just said when you said, you know, when they come to you, stop. Because I have, I have seen, you know, we see it on television. We've seen it in our own, you know, friends and families. Uh, we've probably been guilty of it. I know I have. Where, mm -hmm. where is it? These things. Girl, the devil. They have, you know, we, you know, you're just strolling. You're just in the middle of something. And here they come. 
<laughs> and they say something to you, you just like, uh huh, yeah, yeah, uh huh. I heard you. Hold on one second, <laughs> because you just so caught up in whatever this thing is, saying, whether it be an email, social media, you know, a YouTube video, something, anything, right? You are just caught up in that phone and mm -hmm. that time where you hear what they saying, but you can't move or respond. You know that ADHD in us, right? <laughs> We focus right now. How do you pivot in that moment? Even if you do have, you know, that slip up, how do you pivot in that moment and just bring it back? You have to recognize it. Like you really have to recognize it right away. Cause I've done that many a times. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, you know what? What is it? What is it? What, what you, know you know, try to catch them before you realize, because you'll see at the corner of their eye, out your eye, you see like, oh, they sad about it. let me stop. That whole head go like this. Right, exactly. But like, we have to just recognize it, but it's easy to do. It's easy to do. But another way you can combat that is to give them that time, like at the dinner table, if you eat yeah. dinner together, no electronics allowed. Oh, that's good. No electronics allowed. And I did that a lot because I wanted him to be able to communicate, be social, be able to talk, have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, vice texting and all of that all the time that's what i wanted him to do so but carve out some time where this is this today at three o'clock we're gonna sit and we're just gonna talk this yeah. is the way you can just let it all out you won't get in trouble for what you say just make create the environment for them okay. but also just keep in mind when they are coming to you sounds like they're nagging it may not be nagging mm -hmm. might want to stop pause See what they're talking about for a minute. Yeah. Just can't just be like they want something. To eat. Man, go get some chips out the cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it you could be right something deeper. Exactly. So you just gotta pause, but just be conscious of it. That's good. Because that single, and, we have to be conscious of it. I know. But and if you are, let's just say in your window of your, this is my hour time. It's okay to tell them. Hold on for one second. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is mommy's one hour. Right. But if you write it down, write it down for me so you don't forget, because I do want to hear what you have to say. But just, this is my time. So that way, they can also learn how to respect that time of yours, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got to teach them. You have to, because they'll run over that thing quick right. as they a heartbeat. <laughs> First time you let them. The first time you let them, they'll continue right. to do it. And that's, you know what's funny? That's with anything in life. People treat you, and we say it all the time, but we never look at it in so many different, you know, contexts that it'll fall in. Right. People treat you exactly how you allow them to treat you. Period. That's what they're going to do. So if you don't say and set those boundaries and say, hey, you know what? This is my, this is my time. I'm sorry, guys. Write mm -hmm. down what you need, and I will be back to you. But this mommy needs her time right now. Right. Because what happens to the burnt out mom? Then what spirals onto the child and in the whole household? Exactly. Everybody in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. She about to set it off. Exactly. She's angry, mad, frustrated. And that's something that I know for a lot of us, when we were children, we didn't understand that. Mm-mm. Not at all. And your children don't understand that. Mm -mm. Just because you're frustrated or you're angry. Like, I know I can have a frustrated moment or a deadline I'm trying to meet, and I'm, like, in a zone. That would be the time when my kids got the most questions, Jeff. Of course. Mm -hmm. Most questions. 
But I have to say, hey, I need time right now. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. And they understand that because you're not yelling at them. You're just yeah. being calm. Like, look, let me finish this because I have to get this done. Yeah. I'll be with you when I'm done. Yeah. As long as you fulfill your promise of being there when it, when you're done. Yeah. You're golden. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, for, and making sure you go back. That's so good that you said that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just leave them. <laughs> Forget right. <it>. Like, <laughs> I wrote my question down. <laughs> and now I got to wait again? Like, exactly. No. Uh-uh. You better come answer this question, child. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. You know, I, I have to shift us a minute because I can't help but think about the mom that, you know, the father doesn't want to be a part of the child's life mm. at all. I'm talking about at all. Whether they moved on or not, they just don't want any part. Not that you don't know who they are, where they are, but just, they just don't want hands tied. You know, they'll, they don't mind sending you the money. Just, I don't want any parts. Oftentimes in that we find the mother who then goes above and beyond the call of duty, baby. She is overcompensating this child like crazy because she feels and knows in her mind that this is what this child needs is for her to go over and above the call of duty so that she can take the sting away from this child of not having this other parent there now we all know what those children look like as adults Mm -hmm. and it's not always the best citizen out here okay right (laughs) What do you say to that mom who is doing that because she know like she know this is what's going to help save her child and relieve the ache and the pain of not having the father around? Well, what I would say to her is first of all, you probably won't ever relieve that ache. Mm. That ache is going to be there. Yeah. But what you can do because we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. But what you can do is reach out to some good male role models that your child could be around yeah um because that is that was key for me yeah that was key of course because like i said i'm i was up here no family therefore all his family all my family down in south carolina so my dad couldn't get up here as often so i really reached out to some males you know good positive good men yeah 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 around and they had kids around at the same age and just kind of let them pour into him and get him that male you know figure around him all the time therefore i don't i didn't have to do it because i knew i couldn't do it i couldn't do all of that but if you get two or three two or three good grounded men who are willing yeah like pour into your kid take your kid take them fishing take them bike riding take yeah. and show them how to just do yard work or all that stuff fix cars yeah. whatever it is or even not even that because a lot of men don't like to do that either they'll pay somebody <laughs> but just to spend some time with them yeah. and that's going to help that will help a lot because although his father or her father isn't there they have someone that they can look up to like a father yeah and that that's what we have to do instead of overcompensating and stressing ourselves out trying to do all of this 
we have to pull on our good male friends. And we have, there's some good guys out there right. who are willing to do that. Right. right. Churches, like my son was in Boy Scouts, just they are willing to help. You just have to ask. Yeah. Those football teams, all right. that stuff, those, those men are out there and they will help. Not all of them want something from you. Exactly. Certainly be careful, but they, not everybody wants something from you. I, I definitely um, agree to that. Um, what does it look like when they do overcompensate? Well, let's go ahead and address that because I know she's listening or watching this <laughs> on YouTube. Right. She's like, ah, he's going to be all right. He, I'm just trying. Okay, but let me, but what's going to happen is mm. in the latter of this, what's going to happen is what? To that child overcompensate they may have a, a straight mama's boy <laughs> straight spoiled don't know how to do anything for themselves yeah don't even know how to even interact in the world as a male person Ooh. in general because they're picking up all the qualities from their mom Ooh, so they can do all of that but what they really need they're lacking because they didn't get and yeah. because of you overcompensating and you're trying to do this, this, and this for them, buying this and spending, you know, spending more time burning yourself out because your kid notice when you're tired, they notice when you're sick and you sit there, you're like, okay, the name's like, okay, well, mom, she's going to be all right. I asked, yeah. her, but you know, you just, that it looks bad because health wise for you, I mean, we get all kinds of complications. Yeah. High blood pressure, high cholesterol. Yeah. Back up, you know, our mental state of mind yeah. is just like gone. Um, we're just doing too much. And for that kid, then they're going to want to make sure that you're okay all the time. And so that puts them in a dip, a bind. And yeah. they're kids. Yeah. They should be kids running around playing as kids. They shouldn't have to be like, Look, I need to take care of mom. Absolutely. They shouldn't do that. So you don't want to put that on them. Yeah. So when you see yourself trying to overcompensate, stick, take a step back. Let's think about it. Yeah. Think about it and like, okay, do what do I want to see him as in the future? Yeah. Like, do I want him that's to always be depending on me in the future? Oh, no. Good. Or I'm any good. other woman. Right. Hello. Exactly. Because so, he will. I, I know for, for a lot of times, you know, all we can see is right now. That was so good at what you just said. All you see is right now. Mm -hmm. But what kind of man, what kind of adult do you want him to be? Right. Because those are the seeds you're planting right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's best to catch it while you still have time. Exactly. Because if you wait too late, it's... Yeah. It'll Ooh. be harder. It'll, it'll be harder. harder. It can be done, but yeah. it'll be harder. Yeah. They, yep. they'll, they'll, you know, especially... I think about, you know, the kid whose mom always comes to their rescue, you know, girl or boy, always coming to their rescue, always bailing them out, always saving them, and they never learn their lesson. Mm. And I always say, either you're going to teach them discipline now, or the prison guard will. Exactly. But one of the two needs to happen, because they don't mind teaching them out there. Trust me, they don't. Mm -mm. So either you're going to do it now and deal with them being upset. Because I, oh God, I don't want them mad at me. I don't want them upset. Are those not feelings that we all need to experience at some point? Mm -hmm. And then learn what to do with that feeling? Right. Because you can't protect them from everything. That's just, you, you can try, but you're not going to be able to. They have to learn to do it on their own. Yeah. 
And you have to at least help them get to a place so that when they do experience these things that they know how to bounce back and recover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. parenting. That is parenting. Yeah, ah, it really is. It really is. Real good, real good. Let's talk about dating. Ooh. Dating, dating, dating. Now you done met this man, child. He done knocked you off your feet. You know, you done met this other significant other. You done fell in love after hour, child. You excited. Now, you know, it's been three hours and you ready to bring them all home to meet your children. Don't do that. Not <laughs> <laughs> three years, not three months, child. You done been on the phone three hours straight and now you done fell in love because you met him on Christian Mingle. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. <laughs> What's the best time? When do you do that? When do you introduce someone? I think you, you both have to be ready and comfortable okay. to do that. So like when you're dating, and I didn't do much dating. But because I don't know, I just had this complex about me that I was like, mm, yeah, I don't want nobody around my kid right now. Yeah, but yeah, um, but when you're dating, you have to just you have to really get to know this person because it's just like when you're trying to build your support system, you're not gonna just let anybody come around your kid. Okay. Yes, this, this person is gonna be there in your life. If they're you need to know that they're real, first of all. You need to know that they're in this, knowing that you are a package. Yeah. Like, not just you. You're you're dating me, but eventually you'll be dating the entire family. Yeah. So they have to know that, but you can't just be tunnel vision about it either. And you have to slowly bring this person around, but don't bring them around saying this is Uncle So and So. Don't do that because you can you know, the kids. You know I got that down because I had me a few uncles when I was growing. <laughs> It's like, it's Uncle so-and-so. You'd be like, Uncle. Girl, I had some uncles, girl. Why uncle coming out your room? You know, you just, you just come in. And daddy that. at work. It's uncles. It's just not right. You have to be real and honest with these kids straight yeah. up. This is yeah. mommy's friend. And that's how you started. This is my, once you're comfortable to introduce them to your kid. Yeah. This is mommy's friend. Yeah. And then let's see how that goes. Because kids can tell you a lot about the person you're dating, too. So you have to pay that close attention. I remember introducing my son to one kid, one dude. Girl, this is too funny. He he would not talk to him. Really? At all. At all. And I got upset because I'm like, first of all, you got manners. Right. You being real rude. Exactly. rude. But he just wasn't receptive of him. And this was just a friend. And I was just like, I, I can't date you because this something about your energy and my kids' energy that just don't mix. And that's, mm -mm, we're not bringing that into my household. I know, that's right. But you have to be careful. That's just this, this mommy's friend. Yeah. That's it. And bring them during reasonable times where they can interact and you interact like a family. Yeah. Because, I mean, they need to know what they're getting involved in as well. Yeah, well, they can't go by what you're saying. Oh, my kid is this, this, and when you turn your back, your kid is doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get that so they can build a relationship, and then see how it goes from there, and then slowly introduce like, okay, yeah, we are now dating, you yeah. know, like that. But you gotta be real careful. I say, still do it. Go out there because I mean, we, we want to be loved, we want to have our companion, we want that. So, I wouldn't say stop, but I just say be careful. You have to be extra cautious, yeah, these days and age because the way things happen and 
just you just don't want nobody, especially mothers with daughters. You just don't want. Any, I mean, it's with boys too. And sons now, right? And sons too. You just don't want anybody in there because you trusting them, and then they and they're touching your kid inappropriately. Then there's a problem because yeah. I'm going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Straight away. Because I will be number one, two, three, four, five. Don't even. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to be, you got to really get to know that person first before yeah. you introduce them to your kid. Yeah. See if they're consistent. I think that's really, really, really important because people, and when they show you who they are the first time. Believe them. <laughs> the first time. We have such a problem, mm -hmm. oh my God, with trying to, you know, create a project or build somebody or, you know, like people used to say, oh no, he ain't going to do that to me. Right. And, and I'm going to change him. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> that is too funny to me. Because <laughs> you can change. Mm -mm. Only person we are able to change is ourselves with the good right. Lord's help, and then making a the decision, their life could change. Exactly. But it comes with their decision. Good gracious, it does. Mm. So tell us all about your business and what you do. I know you do some personal mentoring and some relationship consulting services. So talk to us about that. So with um, the personal mentoring, I have this program called Layers, um, well, actually, it's actually called Six Steps to Living a Purposeful and Passionate Life. And it stemmed off of layers because, you know, I'm all about, you know, pulling back the layers. Because when you pull back the layers, you get to know the true essence of you. Yeah. And in that, you learn to really love yourself and you learn how to do that by affirming yourself. Yeah. you know putting making you you are the important one in there yeah. then you like you evolve because once you get to that point to recognize that i am important then yeah. you start evolving you know just evolving into the woman that you were called to be nice. to your passion and then you restore that's your healing process you start restoring things and then you jump you tap into your sexuality right and just be woman enough to embrace that and just know that it's okay. You know, I am who I am. I, if I love sex, then so be it. You know, don't be ashamed of it. Have the conversations, talk about it. Yeah. Because that's a lot of times we just don't talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so that's what the six steps to living a purposeful and passionate life is all about. It just walks you through kind of basically every step of your life, but helps you heal in the process and by the time you get to the end and i put sexuality at the end because that's when you're like i'm free right 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 yeah uh you free all right right hold on hold on we still got something to do <laughs> right but you know you you feel that way and you feel more confident and will be able to just just do what you're supposed to be doing yeah. you know do what you love that's good so that's what um the personal mentoring is and it can be a group or one-on-one -on -one. Um, I see that one-on-one -on -one seems to work a little bit better for uh -huh. some people than the group. Relationship consulting is just really just helping you, just educating you more about, you know, your sexuality, being in tune with your body, just getting to know you, learning the different parts of you, learning what's important, you know, because vaginal health is very, very important and we don't take care of it because the vagina is a muscle. Hello. So, still have to take care of it. We get older. There's times where you need extra lubrication. You know, it's health risks involved with no lubrication at all. Yeah. So it just kind of just, that's just what relationship consulting and all that. And haha, I'm a published author as well. Oh, 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 oh. Let's do 
it. Yes. Yes. So um, in that talking about the relationship consulting part, that's in my in between the sheets, pulling back the covers to enhance your sexual experience. That's my first book that I got out. Girl, it's it's a really good conversation starter. You have to get it and you will so much. Huh? Say the name of the book again. In between the sheets, Uh pulling back the covers to enhance your sexual experience. Yeah. Think of sex as it's an experience. And we should enjoy, I think women should enjoy the experience just as much as men do. Yeah, hello. Stop playing yourself, ladies. Teach them and you know, just you have, but you have to know you. Yeah. You have to know you. You have to be okay with you. You have to be okay with new experiences. You have, you just have to be okay with it and not shy away. And if you have questions, ask, talk to your partner, let them know how you feel, you know, just let them know exactly how you feel. Communicate. If you want to try something, just communicate it. Just got to be comfortable in your own skin. Once you do that, then I mean, you win there. Talk about stress relief. Yeah, <laughs> that will work for you. <laughs> and I also have a chapter in there about dating and the single mom. Ooh, so that's a good chapter as well because it touches on the dating piece. And like I said, that I didn't really date um, when I had my kid when he was just younger. I, I didn't do that, and that was my choice. Yeah, I chose not to. Granted, I still went out on dates, but yeah. I didn't like date anybody. I was just like, nope, I just, let me concentrate on being a mom. And that's all I wanted to do. And that worked out. We're good. Now I'm in a different place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to need a life too. <laughs> right. You gone. <laughs> uh, and so that was, that's one, that was the first book. And the second one, I'm a part of this um, collaboration project yeah. called Sisters in Arms, The Black Diamond Experience. I'll rise to significance. And my chapter in there is you are not a statistic. Mm. How to overcome when the odds are against you. Yeah. And that I basically just walk you through my journey as a single mother and all of the obstacles and odds and all of that stuff that just came into, you know, that were against me. Yeah. Starting off with just the fact that I was a teenage mom. I got pregnant at 18. And then going to college and someone telling me I couldn't do this. Yeah. Couldn't be a mom and do this. I wouldn't graduate. Mm -hmm. Just saying that I should have had two kids by age 20. Yeah. I wouldn't graduate by age 30, you know, and to say the least, I had bachelor's and a master's by age 30. So, I mean, those were some of the odds. And then I touch on the odds of raising a black boy. and how in a single parent home and how the government just basically says that if a kid is raised in a single parent home, especially our boys, they're either going to be incarcerated, high school dropouts, strung out on drugs. Yeah. Those were everything that are dead basically. Right. And um, the odds were, I wanted to make sure that he just, that wasn't going to be him. Yeah, it wasn't going to be him. So I built that village. I got him around those guys and I did all of that. So he wasn't a statistic as well. So that's, I mean, both, I'm proud of both of those books. I never thought that I would be an author. <laughs> hey, author. Yes, you are. Hey, author. Yes. So yeah. Where can they get the books? They can get both books on Amazon. Okay. 
Amazon.com. Type in your name and they should be able to find you. Yes. They, okay. they should, well, the, I have to think about the Sister in Arms because since it was- Well, they may need it. Since it's an anthology, yeah. So they yeah, it will probably be- um, Sisters in Arms. Yeah, look up Sister in Arms, yeah. Okay, nice. But That's if you look nice. up Javita Miller for books, you will see in between the sheets. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. And you know, that that alone, and especially in sharing a little more about your story, being that teenage mom and having all those odds stacked against you, that helps so much because people, you know, that are watching on YouTube mm-hmm. um, can see how beautiful you are and oftentimes don't know where we've come from, right? Right. Um, many people who are just listening in on the podcast can hear, man, she sounds like she got it all together. Yeah, but they don't know my story. <laughs> Hello. But the truth of the matter is you have had to overcome some things. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let you go, one of the things that I wanted to ask was when you think about your single parenthood, what's one of the hardest things that you've had to overcome and how were you able to do that? The hardest thing I had to overcome was doing it alone. Mm. that was hard for me. And when I say alone, not meaning alone because I didn't have a partner. I mean alone because I grew up, even though both parents were in the home, they worked, but my family was around me. So the hardest thing for me was doing it alone. I had to overcome that. Yeah, I, I really did because I was in an area with no, when I say no family, no like military yeah all right so that was one of the biggest things i had to overcome so as far as building that village and support system that was important Mm. because i needed that sense of family around me i needed that and he needed that so that was that would have been the biggest thing yeah awesome but you overcame yes and now (laughs) how, how old is he now he's 24 and what is he doing with himself well, he just got um, a job offer. When he told me last night, nice. he just got a job offer, so that's good. I mean, he graduated in December. He was still working and still looking, but now he has an official job offer that I believe graduated from college. Yes, college. Hello, college graduate. Mm-hmm. Hey, statistic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, statistic. Mm-hmm. So you masters, and he that got his bachelor's. Yep. And a job offer. And a job offer, yep. Ain't that something? It's It's Mm -hmm. possible. It is. It is. Everything is possible. Yeah. I think that's so important because I think that uh, single moms sometimes, like you said, um, really need to have somebody be that voice for them, right? And Mm so um, I'm grateful that they have it in you um, so that a lot of the hardships and a lot of the different stressors, the ones that we haven't even talked about yet, um, it's something that a voice can be put to so that they don't feel crazy. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Cause that's something that we find, even as women, you know, we can talk about something and be so shocked when you find out another woman that experienced that. Right. <laughs> you know, but if you just use your words, like you stated earlier and just talk about things more, you'll find that you, it's not just you. Mm-mm. You're they not alone. alone. Yeah, you're not alone. That's so important. I love that. I love that. So tell everybody how to get in contact with you. How can they, you know, sign up to be, so that you can mentor them with your uh, personal mentoring, and then even your relationship consultant. How can they, you know, sign up for that? 
So if you go to www.chatwithjovita.info, you can go there and you can schedule a consultation with me. Um, I have a questionnaire that you fill out and then we discuss how we can move forward in our partnership to help you grow. Nice. And um, also I can be reached on all social media outlets as well. Um, I do a weekly segment on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, actually. Yeah. Um, I wind down Wednesdays. So it's just real talk. Just talk about anything that comes to mind and just try to make it relatable. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to bring the wine too, right? Yeah. Wine <laughs> or a beverage of your choice. There we go. In a wine glass. <laughs> yeah. So I can have my good cold lemon water in my exactly. wine glass. Exactly. In your wine glass. <laughs> I'm ready. So um, I love it. Just our point where we just kind of unwind and just have a conversation. That's no more good. than 15 minutes, if that. Very good. So you guys can take that and let that be a part of your 15 minutes of your self-care. Right. Every Wednesday. What time? 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Nice. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure that you look her up, Jovita Miller, mm -hmm. um, so that you can connect with her. I think that'll be a really great connection. So you're on Facebook, Instagram. You said YouTube. Twitter. Okay. I'm, I'm on Snapchat, but I don't think it's as Jovita Miller. So we're going to leave it <laughs> She gonna get her Snapchat together, y'all. She gonna get. Right, I'm gonna put my name on there. <laughs> I'm still learning Snapchat, so. Yeah, look, I think we all are, child. I be up mm here, -hmm. especially right now with this whole sit at home stuff, child. I still right. Do a couple faces, and then get on off. Mm-hmm. Right now, just to pass a little time. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, um, and just saying yes to this, um, because I think it's really important that in us wanting to change our families, that we address some of those families that don't look like the rest, right? That right. we look at those single parent households, that we look at those dual parent households. So we have multiple um, pictures of ways and how we can change those families, those different stressors that impact all of us, those different traumas that could come up in all of us, but that there is still a way to change it, period. Right. There's still a way to change it without excuse. You still did what you had to do to, you know, continue raising yourself, your son. And mm -hmm. years later, you both are still doing well and on top. So it is possible. And that is the purpose of the show. So thank you for being that visual piece um, and that auditory piece so that people can see and hear that it is possible so that they can change their lives as well. So thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Yay! <laughs> Good. That's how we want all of the guests to leave. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So guys, listen, I hope you guys wrote down some notes. I hope that you all wrote down Jovita's information. The spelling of her name is, of course, below the YouTube video. If you're watching there and if you're listening um, online, then certainly it is in the description there so that you can find her, connect with her. Purchase those books so that you can have them as resources. Buying one book is not going to make her rich, but understand that it will change your life. And that is what the resource was created for. So certainly go out and buy that so that it can plant those seeds in you and just really help you to really grow in your singlehood and know that it's not a curse, that you are blessed to be right where you are. Um, and just continue to just walk your life out on purpose. As you know how we always end the show, make sure that you are intentional with your family. Make sure that you are TKO in mediocrity, that mediocre thinking, that mediocre living. 
all of that, guys, so that we can end the existing phase so that we can start living again. I really want you guys to make sure that you know that you are a champion no matter what state you are in. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Until then, have a good one. It's your time to be a champion. 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 You got-